Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I am Alex and I am joined by IGN's very own resident evils, Dale Driver and Jesse Gomez. Hello. So so we're IGN's very own resident evil. That sounds wicked. Evils. Ah, right. Yeah. That makes sense. You're a shared evil. Mm, Okay. Potentially. I've got got a bit of evil inside me, definitely. I know that. No, mate, you're soft. Which bit? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my core, my soul. <laughs> uh, I think it might be your tongue because you sound ever so weird this morning. Yeah, so I made the real like smart manoeuvre of booking in severe dentist work the morning of doing a podcast. So I'm still my mouth is still very numb. So if you if I sound a bit slurry, I'm not drunk. I'm just well high off <laughs> anaesthetic. <laughs> I suppose is the way to put it. <laughs> Pubs are back open. The sun is shining. Yeah, he's Dale's out there. Eleven o'clock. <laughs> Eight cans of special brew. Let's podcast. Yeah, yeah. Those are the it, old it, days, right? It only dawned on me when I was actually walking out of the dentist, and it was like midday, and I was like, "Oh, I've got to do a podcast an hour." Oh, hang on a second. I can't even drink <laughs> properly right now. To be but, fair, that was my fault because we were supposed to record yesterday, and I was too busy. Yeah, yeah I blame you. Yes. I said to my wife, "I've got to do a podcast in a bit." She's like. You're not serious. Surely you can't do that. I was like, just watch me. Just watch me, baby. I'm going to do it. What's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to mess up a few words. So well, hardcore. Like, well, there's not that many people who played Resident Evil in our team, and someone's got to talk about it. So here we are. Well, that is the main talking point about this uh, week's episode. You two have played it a lot. I've mm-hmm. played it a little bit. So it's obviously out today. We want to avoid most spoilers, but also we want to kind of talk a, a little bit in detail. Like my first thought, first thoughts are so I missed seven. I didn't play seven at all, mm. uh, and I'm really enjoying eight or village or whatever you want to call it. Although it still does a lot of Resident Evil things that I find incredibly fucking painful. Okay, like what? Inventory number one. <clears throat> okay, because and I I messaged you guys last night while I was playing it. I had the situation where I just. Picked up everything that I could because that's what I used to do. That's what I'm, I do it in all games. Yeah. But then uh, I was halfway, well, more than halfway through the opening castle. I don't want to sort of say too much. Mm. But I couldn't collect any more. Um, well, there was a weapon I wanted to pick up, but I couldn't get it because I had too much stuff. But I couldn't get rid of the other stuff. Or basically, I had to get rid of all of my health packs but once i got rid of them i didn't have any more health pack space to sort of redo it right and then i picked up the weapon used all of its ammo but i couldn't pick up any more ammo because they didn't have any <laughs> slots for it i couldn't oh, just put no. the ammo in the gun even though it was empty it was like that's stupid i guess that's stuff that me and jesse sort of take for granted because exactly. it's so like it's so ingrained in us but what yeah. clearly happened here is yeah obviously it's, it's been it's out there already that there's a merchant character in Resident Evil Village. And you, at that point in the game, you'd already had a couple of opportunities to visit them. And it sounds like you hadn't. Well, I've visited them once, but I didn't have a lot of money. Okay. Certainly not enough to upgrade <laughs> the size of my suitcase or whatever the fuck it is. That I'm well, that's, around yeah. Gear in it. So that's like always in Resident Evil games, it's always the first port of call. Like, as soon as they, you have an option to expand your inventory, that's the first thing you should absolutely do. Right. Yeah. And then it's also you're more careful about organizing your inventory as well. Like in Resident Evil Village, they've done what Resident Evil 4 had and they've had this sort of the Tetris game inside yeah. your inventory. We can organize it. And um, I really, 
for the first half of the game, I didn't feel like I needed it at all, but definitely mm. towards the latter half, I had to shift and rotate things around to squeeze new guns in. So there was an element of, but that's kind of part of the core mechanic, I suppose. Yeah, that's been in resi since near enough day one, uh, inventory yeah. inventory management. But I would like to They're, see what your inventory looks like. Oh. They have made it uh, significantly <laughs> better beast. in... <laughs> Talking dirty to me like that. They have made it significantly better in Village where um, now key items aren't stored in your inventory, like bolt yeah. cutters and things like that. Now they right. have a separate tab. So you're no longer having to juggle items or discard item keys when you've used them and things yeah, like that. Yeah, because that's always been annoying, like that sort yeah. of mainstay, like item management where you want to pick up an ink ribbon to save your game, but whoops, I have a key and I don't know yeah. where to use it. That's always been so annoying. Yeah. I do think they've really streamlined that process. Um, and also the fact that there's, uh, it might be spoiler to say, but there's no... Um, item cases in this game as well or what, what they've got item boxes i suppose they call them like yeah. storage Where, boxes storage come yeah. Back yeah, and revisit. Yeah. yeah so you didn't play resident evil 7 they actually had that in resident evil 7 so i remember the them boxes. from yeah olden days yeah yeah so, so that's something they've ditched as well which actually resident evil 4 didn't have I believe, yeah well. resident evil so 4 didn't have them and village does borrow a lot from like resident evil 4 and resident mm -hmm. evil 1 even silent hill and a few other games too yeah but there was one point where, so I took quite a lot of damage in a battle. No health packs, but enough to craft one. Yeah. And I was like, well, why can't I just put down that ammo just for a second, pop it down there, <laughs> heal myself, and then pick it back up. But you discard it. It's gone. It disappears into the ether. And it's, yeah. and it's just things like that. that You're not allowed to question these, these things, Al. You just have to accept it. No, I, I like it because it's things that I would never think of as someone who's yeah, played all it's, it's, it's just, you just accept that this is the way it is. You just instinctively someone, kind of do it since you've played so yeah, many of the Resident but when games. someone comes with fresh eyes, they sort of expose it for you a little bit. And that is <laughs> yeah. quite interesting. But I do feel like we're starting off on a little bit of a negative tone here because this game is a very good game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, that's what I said. I do really enjoy it, yeah. but that was that was one little sticking point so yeah. far. Yeah. Um, Although the opening is very similar to uh, Resident Evil 4, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely mm. has. So, I I mean, it, they've they've worn their heart on their sleeve with this, right? It's They're not trying to hide the fact that they're very much inspired by Resident Evil 4. Like, everything due, you know, even down to the setting and the way the game plays out, into weapon management, the merchant stuff. Yeah. Uh, even the way treasure works and other resources that you can collect. It's so inspired by Resident Evil 4, like, almost like like i would say maybe a little bit too far for me like it feels like a, a little bit of a step back in that respect like i okay. really like the trajectory they were on with seven and don't get me wrong i really love eight i think it's a great game but it does maybe for me just take one tiny step too far towards action and one away from horror for me that's just my personal point of view yeah like um, compared to seven i'd say like you know the gameplay for village has been like slightly adjusted just because yeah. The way Ethan controls, there's a lot more combat involved in um, Village, and just like, like I said, the way Ethan plays now, you can like, you know, when you're blocking, you're still able to, you know, put some shots off, which is something you couldn't really uh, do at all in Seven. Kind of just shows the more action route that they're taking, just making Ethan a bit more combat ready compared to the previous game, I guess. Yeah, I must admit, well, I've kind of forgotten that there's even a blocking button. <laughs> that is incredibly <laughs> useful. It's very okay. useful. Get it is overpowered. It. You should use it. Uh, so, um, oh, just for everyone's benefit, so I finished Resident Evil 8 Village twice. Jesse, you finished it three times, I believe? I've, on the hardest I've now finished it, I think, five times. Jesus Christ. Why? It's, 
Resident <laughs> Evil is obviously for work and stuff, just for all the yeah. videos and stuff. But, um, Resident Evil, it doesn't take too long to get into the swing of things. Like after your first playthrough, once you like have a certain amount of unlockables and stuff, you can kind of get into the swing of things. And yeah. once you know where item placements are, it's pretty much a breeze to go through. To be mm. fair, once you know where everything is. So yeah, I'm playing through on the hard mode right now, and I think I'm pretty much around the same point where you are, Al, and I got there in about 25 minutes. So it's right. like, yeah, the Resident Evil games have always been built that way, where your first experience is usually, you know, an eight to 10 hour sort of mm. thing, except for Resident Evil 3 remake. That was a different situation. Yeah. But they're normally about eight to 10 hours, and then, but the games can actually be speed run by a normal person in like two or three hours, usually right. is the case. Um, and that's why Jesse's being able to, you know, get through this. And, Oftentimes, the harder difficulties you finish them on, the more weapons you get and the more things you can do. And that's kind of the idea there for the loop. Yeah. But I've um, I played, the, I've played this finishes game a while ago now, well, a couple of weeks ago or a week ago or so. And I've been still struggling for a while to think about what I actually think of it. Because mm. I think, I know on its surface, it's a really great game and I, I appreciate a lot about it. But I still think I prefer, I, the first half of Resident Evil 7 for me, was a better experience. Okay. The, and I think that's because um, there's some great enemy designs and great bosses in this game, not necessarily boss encounters, but great boss designs. Mm. And the and the level design is fantastic. But nothing ever quite intimidated me more and put me on edge more than the Baker family did at mm. the start of Resident Evil 7. I think yeah. that's because it, it's rooted in reality, right? It's, yeah. It felt like, again, I didn't play it, but I watched a bunch of videos of you know various things and I know all about it. And you know, eight very f much feels like the fantastical and mm. like going into the castle and exploring and seeing the, the enemies that you see there. I thought was like, again, as you say, brilliantly designed character design is yeah. fantastic, but very rarely scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like even when you're being stalked by some of the bigger enemies, shall we say? Yeah. So like um, the first half of the game, I was a bit hesitant of it because I found um, like everyone knows who Lady Dimitrescu is. But I found her in general to be quite disappointing in comparison. I guess maybe that's part of it, like, you know, the pre-build hype. Like, we all, everyone was hyping her up as to, to be this, like, classic Resident Evil character. And in some ways yeah. that she is. But, in, like, compared to Jack Baker or even, like, Nemesis or Mr. X, mm. it falls a little bit short for me. It doesn't, it doesn't quite have the same effect. That Partly that might be because we're so used to this, the gameplay loop of what a stalker is now yep. in Resident yeah. Evil, that dealing with it, is not too much of an issue when you've played all the other games. Um, but uh, like again, uh, I found, I think it's my problem with a lot of Resident Evil games is always the boss designs. They look fantastic, but the actual layout of the battles tend to be disappointing. Yeah. And in, in past, it's been well documented how oftentimes it's just mutate into a giant blob right, <laughs> and then shoot the giant blob. And I think it's supposed to say this game definitely does that sometimes as yeah. well. But it also has some very, very unique moments as well, which make me love it. Oh, and all the way through, I'm thinking, I love this, I love this. I just wish boss battles were better. Yeah. And I, I, I felt feel, like the way for a while. I feel like that's been like, you know, with Resident Evil since day one, because obviously you have the classic camera angles when people think of those, you know, like memorable boss fights from like Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3. It's because mm. of the control method and how the game played. You're not really directly aiming at these bosses, but like, you know, the environment you're in and how you actually play the game lens. So why those boss fights are memorable. And mm. like, since now they're transferring that kind of, you know, those memorable boss fights and tyrants that you face to the modern versions of Resident Evil, where in reality, like those weak points that you didn't really aim at before, they're now just really evident. And like yeah. those designs have just kind of stayed in 
Resident Evil for, mm. you know, however many years now. Yeah. And it is annoying because, like, there are some, like, standout moments in Village. Like, you've pro- if you've been on Twitter and stuff, you've probably seen a lot of people, like, talking about one specific one that's kind of a standout um, that we won't really discuss here. But that was I've a nice change from... A number of people say there's a moment in the game that made them have to actually sort of go away from it for a bit. Yeah. Like, yeah, so yeah. is it like is it that bad and am I going am I, I going to notice it? I I you you'll know you'll know the moment when okay. it happens and stuff like that like the actual segment that you're going to play through and stuff. For me it 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 was a it was a nice change from what you've experienced in previous Resident Evils because for me Resident Evil games have never really been scary. There's like tense moments and stuff like that, but in terms of the scares that are offered up in Resident Evil then for me they're kind of non-existent. Um but that moment there it wasn't scary per se but I was like it was a little bit disturbing and it mm. felt different for Resident Evil which is why there's like kind of like a Silent Hill connection there in yeah. terms of that segment um, I would say I would just open up my WhatsApp to find the first message I sent to Jesse after that <laughs> yeah like, a while ago and I said um, I've just played one of the most disturbing sequences I've ever seen it's mad oh God. And I stand by that okay. I think Jesse Jesse is maybe made a sterner stuff than me but um, yeah I'm pretty hard it was less horror for me it was less about being scary but more just like it just felt really disturbing it didn't help that i was playing it very late at night as well on my <laughs> yeah. own in a dark room but it is it is there's oh, i can't wait to talk to you about it because it is truly like ho- elements of it are really horrifying and afterwards it's like right i need to set this game down for the night after that so. oh my god okay all right maybe uh, i'll uh, take it only, all back saying that it's not a scary <laughs> game yeah i mean so I don't think it's a scary game except for that section. Beyond that, I don't think there's any real like horror elements to me. Like I didn't, I didn't, I never felt scared. I did feel a little bit intimidated by a bit. I didn't expect to. We're playing on the hardest difficulty because on the hardest difficulty, all the speeds of the enemies is drastically increased, right. and that made it way more intense. So there was a bit yeah. of a nightmare, but that was more just things coming at me was scaring me a little mm. bit. Um, but overall, I still think the stuff with the Baker family was like way more intimidating and scary mm. and kind of what i want from a horror game um yeah i i i do love it though i do i do think it is like a really well-made game and so i'm not going to go into spoilers at all but i will say i found the story to be really satisfying well put together and also i felt like it really does a good job of connecting it to the previous resident evil games like all the series without being too heavy-handed with it like you don't like, I don't think you're going to be missing out, Al. Okay. Not, like, maybe not picking up on some of those threads, but they're there if you want to dig into them. There's like quite a lot of, like, oh, look, an umbrella symbol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's basically exactly that stuff. But there's, but some of the um, some of the biggest thing re- revelations about that aspect of it are just hidden in notes. They're just right. on notes oh, and tables. Okay. So yeah. you could easily just pick that up, put note up, put it down, whatever, carry on. And it's a very isolated story. Mm. But yeah. there is this there is this deeper element of law, which I really appreciated. And I thought um, it's probably like one of the best Resident Evil stories they've told, I'd say maybe since, uh, I don't know, I think Code Veronica is a pretty good story. Mm. That's, well, that's that's what I like about Village more than, more than Seven. Because for me, like setting is really important for Resident Evil. And when I think of Seven, I remember it just being really dark and just like full of brown and stuff like that like the set in itself of louisiana and the baker household wasn't particularly engaging to me and then you switch over to village which is obviously reminiscent has of like resident Evil 4 and a bit of resident Evil 1 with the castle and it's a very atmospheric and at times like disgusting but also like beautiful place to explore and there's you know not just the castle there's major environments that all kind of distinct from each other to Mm. you know explore and i think what's great about village is that it rewards your time for exploring because 
like Dale said, you have the notes that tie back to previous games and just, you know, expand upon what you're experiencing, but you also have treasure hunting as yeah. well. And like the time you put into village to explore, like it will be rewarded. And, you know, I said that my playthrough was around seven hours and then my second one was two, but I have friends who have put, you know, 13, 14 hours, like truly combing through yeah. everything. Uh, like, I think it's, it's definitely worth going into village if you enjoyed seven, because it's a more refined version of that, I feel like. Yeah. I would say as well, like I put 10 hours on the first one, but there is a bunch of, uh, they're all, they are side missions. They're not like labeled like that or anything, yeah, yeah. but there is things that are off the beaten track that mm. aren't immediately obvious unless you're exploring as well. And there's like, Jesse said, there's, there's plenty of times where the way the world is laid out, it's almost like, I hasten to say it's like Dark Souls, but <laughs> it's the idea of like, you know, you're repeating back on yourself and coming back to places that you revisited early in the game. But now that environment's changed a little bit and there's more to, or now you've got a tool that you yeah. didn't have before so you can explore or try out this instead. there's a lot of things like that it's like yeah what tool are you going to use and i've got a picture of my family and that's it <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's not gonna work is it so. yeah uh yeah I, I i yeah i think it's fantastic and like the more i play it the more i talk about it the more i think i did enjoy it i just went into it wanting more of the baker house and obviously it wasn't that so that element was disappointing and i found lady dimitrescu disappointing but apart from that i definitely think uh so resident evil games are notorious as well especially seven for the second half or the you know the final third being a bit crap basically mm. well, yeah i definitely is. feel i didn't get that vibe in this one i really enjoyed it it ramps up substantially with the combat and stuff towards the end it becomes really action heavy but in a quite a good and enjoyable way and they bring some you know this there's a lot of story stuff that gets revealed right towards the end yeah i found i, I definitely think they've sort of gotten over that hump they just need to do that with the the boss designs as well yeah I think. I think that's the problem when you have you know like this entire family you're dealing with like larger than what the baker family was with mm. um because there was only a few boss battles in resident evil 7 but there's a lot more going on in yeah. village and obviously everyone's like the hype behind lady dimitrescu was like ginormous compared to you know previous <laughs> resident evil games yeah, um, and to have that segment which you know isn't relatively long and also how you deal with her daughters as well mm. like i'm just echoing what dale said basically like the last thing the last hurdle that i think resident evil needs to go over to improve upon is like dealing with the bosses because yeah just shooting the glowy parts doesn't really cut it mm. anymore I, I thought the daughters uh was particularly lazy as well oh, yeah. there's three daughters and they're they're essentially the same fight yeah. every time because yeah. I, I must admit, like, obviously when you deal with the first one, I just went around and, minor spoilers, smashed every window that was close to me. <laughs> just literally, like, as a window, smashed, yeah. just yeah, yeah. in case. If you're going to come after me, I've got you. Yeah. And, yeah. and as you say, it's, and it was the same thing. I didn't really feel like, oh, there's one, bang, 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 right, you're away for 10 seconds or so while I can fiddle around over here. And, yeah. and it just didn't feel, I didn't feel like there was a pressure for me to kind of deal with it. Yeah, I would say the um, the the one that we were sort of referring to earlier, the scary one, that's coming up not too soon, pretty soon for you, I think. Right. And um, that for me was definitely the standout of the game, and that's kind of the Resident Evil I prefer, to be honest. Okay. Um, but there there is some cool moments in there. It's a, it's very wacky as well. Like as you as is well documented by all the trailers and stuff, like showing like you know characters like Heisenberg and Dimitrescu and. Um, who's the other one? I don't think they revealed any of the other ones necessarily, but there's there's a whole host of wacky, wonderful characters. And mm. 
with that comes some weird situations as well. So it's very enjoyable from that. So it's so campy as well. Like yeah, like some campy. of the dialogue that the bosses, like what they say, and like sometimes just like the ports game was like, oh, it's been just so dumb to say man out loud yeah. and put it into a game. Yeah, there is. It is really campy at times. Fucking yeah. shady dialogue going <laughs> <laughs> What's well, a combination really- of the dialogue itself and the delivery of it? Yeah, and how it's yeah. played also seriously. And then, you know, like what Ethan is going through throughout the entire yeah. game. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm really excited to see what they do next. Like, obviously, they've got Resident Evil 4 remake. Like, we pretty much know that's coming. Yeah. Um, but the main series, like Resident Evil 9, whatever word they're going to squeeze into, get the Roman numerals in yeah. that one. I, I vote crucifix. Get your IX in there. Anyway, uh, I'm interested to see where it can go here because they kind of follow this free game sort of route don't they like they yeah, had the yeah. first resident evil 3 then resident evil 4 kind of reinvented it all and then five followed that format and six took it off the deep end yeah and i'm looking at it as this as seven reinvented the format eight sort of added upon that mm. now what is nine going to be hopefully it's not a resident evil 6 situation on our hands I, again I, I i hope not as one well. like village um you know like the conclusion of village like obviously uh no spoilers or anything but you know it it has a decent lead up to what you know whatever the next actual mm. resident evil is going to be but in in my mind as well you know resident evil for so many years has been about you know essentially this like this family this you know cast of characters whether it's like jill valentine or chris redfield or you know barry or rebecca all those people who at this point by the time resident evil you know nine happens when you know it takes place in whatever year that is those characters are 100 percent going to be like in their 60s <laughs> so he's like there has to be a new like there has to be like new blood and i think one of the main things that kind of annoys me about seven and village is that this main character ethan who is meant to be the main character and you're meant to care for him and you know he does a lot more and he says a lot more in village they still don't show his face and for me yeah. resident evil has always been about you know these, this cast of characters who are, who are so vocal and you know what they look like and you know what scares them when they get attacked and stuff like that and then ethan just like in all the promotional art, even when you're looking at his model at the end of the game and stuff, mm. um, like in the, you know, when you can see all the figures that you unlock, like, they still don't show his face. Like, just yeah. show the guy's face. Say, <laughs> I, I, thinks, I can tell you what he looks like. No idea. Yeah. Or no yeah. one can. Yeah, <laughs> Capcom right. can. Um, uh, part of me thinks that's just... So if you actually look at some of the concept art, they show original concept art from Resident Evil 7 where he did have a face. Yeah. And they were designing a guy's face. But part of me thinks it's just this gimmick they came up with and then they're just sort of being, just holding tight to it because there's like this level of intrigue yeah. built up mm. between the, around the audience. Um, you know, they know how silly it is, I think. They're leaning into it. Yeah. Um, can't say I'm that much invested in Ethan's face, though, to be honest. Oh, no, like, for me, it's just like a story thing because you'll be watching a cinematic and it'll show, like, you know, it's not just, like, from the first person. There's some cinematics in Village where, you know, they take the camera and they, you know, do what they do yeah. and they show other characters. But then when it's showing Ethan, it's like, oh, you'll just see his hand a little bit. Yeah, it's always but, something blocking like, it, yeah. I recognise his jacket. I know what his jacket looks like more than his face, and you have to go hunting for his face, like, in the game files if you really want to see what Ethan looks like. Oh, it's yeah. just silly. I don't know. What about Chris Redfield, though? He's like... What has he had about three decades worth of this shit oh, going yeah, he's, on right now? <laughs> he must be fucking knackered of this stuff. He's <laughs> just absolutely sick of it. He just can't oh. be bothered with this anymore. But even Poor at fella. the beginning of eight, you I saw I watched the recap of seven. Mm. I didn't realise it was even the same person. But the mm. fact that he went all the way through that and then is this and he's like, Why is this happening to me? It's like, Jesus Christ. You know, I'm like yeah. that if I if I get something that goes slightly wrong, but geez, imagine that. Poor yeah, guy. That's There's why he a, can't show his face. It's burned off because he's had such a hard life this is an ever so slightly minor spoiler for the very start of the game don't worry it's not a story spoiler anyone listening um 
but the, you're in Ethan's house at the start and um, there's a Mr. Everywhere doll in his house and that's like the collectibles from Resident Evil 7. I'm like, why are you keeping like these little things, like the literally the worst day of your life and yeah. then you're taking a little memory from it and sticking it on your shelf in your house. Yeah, I'm saying like, oh, I should get rid of this. Like, yeah, you've been in that house for a while, mate. Like, you know, clean up your life. <laughs> <laughs> Bizarre. Uh, anyway, that's Resident Evil 8. Uh, obviously, it's out today. So if you get the chance to play it, then do let us uh, know what you think by writing mm. in uh, to IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. And do let us know what your favorite Resident Evil novel is as well. Obviously, what? there's tons out there. And, you know, make sure to tell us about it. I'd no, love one to else, know. no one else cares. <laughs> Plenty of people um, do. You're the only one. Send I in do your want- fan fiction. Yeah, well, no, don't, no, don't. <laughs> yeah, don't do that, please. I do want to know what people think of the scene we were loosely referring to, the horrible scene. You'll know it when you hit it. Okay. Let us know how you reacted. Uh, also this week, it was the 4th of May, otherwise known as May the 4th Be With You. Oh, <sighs> God. Which is normally when they announce a ton of exciting Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Pretty dry this year, considering we know there's lots of games coming from lots of different companies. Nothing yeah. was teased at all on the game front, anyway. Yeah, on, not on the game front, but we've got one huge thing, and that is the actual real-life lightsabers coming. Real yeah. life, shut up. <laughs> They're real. I, refuse, I will pay any amount of money. <laughs> well, I think, I think you might have to, is the unfortunate thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they released a little teaser to go alongside the... Is it Galactic Star Cruiser, I think, is the name of the sort yeah, of... Yeah, the Galactic Star Cruiser. Hotel. Uh, and it had... For the first time that I've seen, anyway, what looked like a lightsaber that lights up and extends with the, the famous at the same yeah. time. Yeah. And it does look exceptionally cool. But unfortunately, yeah. the first time you're going to be able to see that in real life, anyway, is by spending an incredible amount of money by going, <laughs> spending a week on a spaceship. Yeah. yeah. They're going to sell them, though. You, would, well, you would hope so. Oh, but at some point. Yeah. And I don't think they've g- announced. How no, they they, 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 they they haven't. They haven't at all. But it's like there's not much to say other than it looks incredibly cool, but you realise it's then both gonna be super expensive and then mm. quite easy to break. Like you're not gonna be, you know, fucking <laughs> whacking your mates with it or whatever. It's gonna be like I a showcase. <laughs> Jesse, I wouldn't be doing that anyway. <laughs> like, I don't know what you think I'd do with, with a toy lightsaber. Just Mate, wait, I just, if you have you a toy have lightsaber, kids. you wanna use it. Yeah, I would just say, ever since I was a kid, like I would in, be in my garden, like playing and imagining having a lightsaber around. I used to use like TV remote and stuff and imagine it going up. And just to fulfill that childhood fantasy is all I want. To think of a beam actually Cough extending and lighting it up as it goes up. I'm not going to hit anyone with it. I'm not going to, I might swing it around because of sound, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just want it. All right. So and have I you reckon, seen, I'm oh, sorry, go on. I was going to say about how much I'd pay for it. <laughs> I reckon I'd pay at least 300 pounds. Mate, it's going to cost way more than that for sure. You think? Like, it, so, it has to, right? Have you seen the technology, how it works? Mm. I saw a tweet and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I kept scrolling. <laughs> so I read about it on, I can't remember where I saw it, but it's, it, they likened it to the same technology that you get in a tape measure. Mm. In that it's, it's... Reverse of a tape measure, isn't it? Like? Exactly. And so, and obviously, so it's made of plastic that is um, strong enough to maintain its shape when erect. Classic Jesse. Of course, you're going to laugh about that. Jesus Dale, Dale smirked a little bit as well, and, and you you spent too long saying that word. Thing is, anyway, I used to work so. in engineering for like a decade, where you use the word erection every day for metal erection, and I still laugh. Uh. At <laughs> so it's so it's yeah, rigid enough to stay erect, but also uh, pliable for want of a better word. Yeah. So it folds back in on itself. 
So it doesn't feel like the technology is, you know, that advanced. No. So yeah. why should it cost more than Because why wouldn't they want well, it to cost true. a lot of money? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I wonder what the build quality of the actual handle is going to be though. Are they going to go for the the, the plasticky sort of vibe? Or you, you would actually... hope, like, I imagine this is like, you know, a collector's item. Like, obviously yeah. everyone would want to hope that, you know, anyone can get, you know, something like this because it is super cool. But in my head, yeah. I imagine it being, you know, something that might cost upwards of £500. I think that's what they'll do. I think they'll do like a collector's series for the initial launch, which is yeah. super high-end, premium, you know, yeah. probably is, you know, 500 bucks or whatever. Hmm. And then as the technology becomes more commonplace, they'll release a line for kids where they can, yeah. you know, beat the shit out of each other and not worry. If they if they release money. a Darth Maul one, though, then I'm, I'm there day one. Oh, <laughs> that shit's you, mine. You, you like a double ender, do you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think I still feel like I probably would pay 500. Uh, the problem oh. I've got there. The problem I've got there is um, <laughs> explain to my wife, like when she says, how much did you spend on this? I've got to lie. Yeah. 50 pounds. Two quid. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to make sure I've got money set aside for it. She doesn't know about it. I mean, some of those some me. of those Lego sets and stuff, like the Imperial Star Destroyer and like, you know, those big mm. ones, they cost a shit ton, don't they? So uh, 650 pounds for the Star Destroyer. Yeah, so I feel like for an actual like lightsaber, then I feel like that might be justified. It's not real. Can I just point out? <laughs> um, I think it, it is. It is real. <laughs> if you use your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, well, you know, so I love Lego and so I'm not in, I'm not sure I agree with you there because the part of the fun with Lego is building something and the Falcon is fucking massive. Yeah. And incredibly complex and you'll get this lightsaber and Dale, you'll stand there in front of your wife going, check me out. <laughs> and she'll go, you fucking loser. Yeah, and you'll go, she'll absolutely say that. <laughs> and you'll pop it on the mantelpiece and there it will sit. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll go to my, my nieces and nephew though and I'll be like, look at this and they'll love yeah, it. Yeah, but they're not going to be allowed to touch it. But though, that's right? it. They'll want to <laughs> play with it. They'll want to play with it. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's that, you know, catch 22. Like I'm all for kind of buying cool things that are expensive. I bought mm. a, a Boba Fett helmet. What did I do with that? I took a picture of it on my boy, yeah. and then I was like, "That's up in the loft." <laughs> so, <laughs> Should bring it into the studio, mate. We've got yeah. a few helmets in there now. Well, Joe got one for free. You can bring his in. Oh, there you go. That's true. <laughs> it's all about helmets. I'm currently building the because my birthday like a week and a bit ago, and I'm currently building the uh, Darth Vader Lego helmet. And, oh, like, yeah. That's quite cool because I've got the Boba Fett Stormtrooper and Tie Fighter pilot helmet, yep. and I was like, "That is fun." I'm not usually big into lego and stuff but like just having those kind of small little ones to like mess around with and build like it's quite fun the yeah. weird one about darth vader though is that he looks kind of happy like if you look at a picture his eyes they look weirdly like cute and happy for what's meant to be someone who's like you know fucking obliterated hundreds of people it's really nice. um, that's his thing that's his bag yeah. <laughs> i always really like the idea of lego like i love the idea of like building these things my thing is, like, where would I even put this stuff? Like, I wouldn't yeah. want a Lego displayed in my house. <laughs> You're embarrassed, but you want to have a lightsaber. Well, we, I, just don't, <laughs> I wouldn't have that in display either. I'd have it in a box somewhere. I just don't display Keep that many things head. like that. I yeah. say that as literally there is a Playmobil, Back to the Future, <laughs> DeLorean right behind me. Right, yeah. Still. Um, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't know where to put that stuff. So. You just have to have, like, a dedicated Lego room. That's not going to happen, mate. Well, that's it. I've got a lot of Lego and a lot. It's basically, it's cycled. Yeah. Uh, and anything that I kind of buy, I'll leave that out for a bit. And then I was like, oh, there's no room for that. Get rid of it. So, because I just got the R2-D2, which came out. 
Oh, cool. that's cool. I was looking at that because that's a probe droid one as well that looks kind of neat. And I was like, mm, I want yeah. it. You want a probe droid? Oh, it, it looks the fucking probe sick, droid does mate. look cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. So take that my... back, son. Right, that is on my list. Um, but, um, oh, sorry, Jesse. The next, apparently, the next UCS might be an ATAT, like similar sort of yes, please. Um, piece <laughs> count to the Falcon. So it'd be like 650 quid, but massive. Ah. Oh. That would be amazing. Lightsaber <laughs> or ATAT? I don't know. Uh, can we get people to write in, by the way, how much they would spend on the real lightsaber? It's <laughs> not I, real. It's a real lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't cut through anything. I saw that video, mate. It looked pretty fucking real to me. Yeah. Imagine if you got like a broken one and it went like halfway. It was just really slow. That'd be quite disappointing. It's a dagger, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just a little tip poking yeah. it. Um, but so the reason why I mentioned the R2-D2, because obviously the other thing that happened this week was Bad Batch, the new sort mm. of Star Wars animated series. I was going to call it cartoon. That's probably doing it uh, injustice. I don't know. Yeah. So I sat there with Ed because it's a cartoon aimed at six-year-olds. He is six with mm-hmm. the R2-D2. And we're like, let's do some Star Wars, man. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> And he you didn't liked- say that, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> fucking do it, down, come on. Son. <laughs> but I, I would say after the opening, well, there's, you know, some action at the beginning. Yeah. And then some stuff with Grand Moff Tarkin that's just, he was so bored at that point. Yeah. It was like, can we just do Lego? Yeah. <laughs> and so I haven't actually finished the first episode. I know we were supposed to talk about it in more detail, but mm. I've got a watching partner and I can't go ahead without him. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I watched it in uh, two stints because it's quite long for a first episode yeah, of an animated show. Yeah, they went all out with it. It's really. like an hour and 15. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched some of half it last night and then I watched the other half in between my um, I had two dental things this morning. <laughs> so I had time in between. So I watched the rest on my phone. And I've never, like, full transparency, I'm not really into the Clone Wars show or anything like that. It's like animated Star Wars doesn't really do it for me. And I did think it was, like, visually impressive and it was cool. It definitely evoked Star Wars for me. But I did find the whole thing a little bit boring. Like, mm. the, especially the bit where you're talking about hours. Like, around that section, the big, yeah. there's a big fluffy middle bit in that. Yeah. Where, yeah. And I, once I've seen all the episode, I get exactly what they're doing storytelling wise. But I did feel really boring. And also, it's aimed at children, so I understand it. But all the characters are very two dimensional. Yeah. Of, like, the, the characterizations like, of like, they're called Clone Force 99. They're meant to be like the fucking A team of yeah. like <laughs> the clone army and stuff. Cause you have like the, like, you know, the big, like kind of stupid one and you have like the nerdy one then you have like the leader who like you know he has some flaws but he really is a good guy and it's like it's a it feels more cartoony kind of than like the actual clone wars series but this because like with with clones like you have to have characterization they're all voiced by the same guy they need to be distinctive right yeah i guess um when it started, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. They're like almost like siege operators. Like each one's got, yeah. like one of them is literally <laughs> called Echo. Siege. <laughs> it's like, no, it's like, well, they've all, it's almost like a hero shooter thing. It's like they've all got their special gadgets and abilities yeah, yeah. and stuff. But then once the action died down and the helmets came off, I was like, no, they're all just kind of caricatures. Like the big guy called Rekka, just stupid and he smashes stuff. And it's, yeah, he's, so, oh, he's a very annoying character. Yeah, yeah. He, he <laughs> already, I hate him. <laughs> but it is, it does feel like a sort of thing that, children could get behind their characters that they could get behind as well and enjoy mm. i just i don't know if it's for me to be yeah. honest i did i did quite join enjoy towards the end of the episode i do think that's quite a cool conclusion yeah i mean i i, I watched I think, uh, episode two today as well so oh, yeah. finished off episode one yesterday and then finished episode two today and I, I quite like it but for me like star wars isn't i enjoy star wars 
more outside of the films and i've said this before just because i i like the you know audio dramas i like the comics and stuff like that and you know some of the books and crap and to me i like the time period of the clone wars and that that small little like bit of star wars history where it's just after revenge of the sith where the clones are still part of that and that kind of slow transition because you have like rogue one which is set between three and four but the imperial stormtroopers already there and like the imperial like you know army's already established but seeing the story of like clones adjusting to this is hmm. interesting to me and i want to see where it goes but they might as well have named it like clone wars season eight to be fair just because right. it's it's kind of just a continuation really yeah because like um this show kicks off with the idea of it's kind of stats around the time of order 66 there's all, all this sort of stuff going on um i do think you say about the slow transition i do think it's a very quick transition how they transition from a galactic republic to an empire yeah like almost <laughs> like that and yeah. as everything's been reorged and all the clones oh. become pricks for some reason like yeah and <laughs> like really well weird. yeah obviously the main characters it's about them adjusting to this new world but yeah all the other clones they don't they seem to take to it like a doctor water to be honest <laughs> <laughs> it's not too oh, yeah, much of an issue because yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah basically is that yeah, yeah is the second episode half an hour or is it a long one too no it's just like i think maybe 28 minutes or something like okay. that it's like you know the normal average i think that's you would the, expect yeah i think i feel like ed would have been more kind of engaged if a i wasn't doing lego at the same time and b mm. it was probably split into two episodes and and just whisk along because, mm. like, you know, he can see that, you know, you pause it and it's like, oh, my God, it's a lonely halfway. <laughs> um, I, I did that exact same thing. Yeah, yeah there's, <laughs> there's a whole lot of talking for something that's meant to be an hour-long introduction to the Bad Batch yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah. And unlike you, Jesse, the, the, the time of the clones and stuff like that is probably my least favourite part of Star Wars. I was going to say so, that while he was talking. I was yeah, like, yeah, I know. It's an, an era that I'm not that interested in, no. to be honest. And even looking back and, you know, I've not watched the first three films for a very long time. It's just like, I just think that was a really stupid decision to kind of do all what yeah. I like the idea of the, you know, good turning bad and all that kind of stuff. But the way that it was done is shite. I think. Yeah. So, sorry. Well, so, so let me get it straight. So your hot take is that the prequels were not good. Exactly. I've never heard right? this before. I know. I know. I was a bit of an outlier, but you know, <laughs> glad finally someone's saying what needs to be said. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, well, in that case, so, you know, maybe I'll finish it off over the weekend, get stuck into um, episode two. I, actually, I don't even know how many episodes it is, because, like, traditionally, a lot of the Clone Wars have been quite long seasons, haven't they? Yeah, but I think season seven, like the final season of Clone Wars, was relatively short. So I don't know if they're going to be, you know, repeating that kind of same, uh, like, I guess, episode or season length, or they're just mm. going to go all out and have, like, here's 20 episodes of Bad Batch. Like, mm. fuck it. I'm, I'm not gonna watch 20 episodes wow <laughs> fake fan if it was six i yeah, might yeah, think yeah. yeah okay if they're telling like a little condensed story then that might be cool. based on what i watched in episode two i feel like it's 100 percent gonna be like yeah we're gonna have fucking a million seasons oh is it like monster <laughs> of the week sort of stuff is it okay right did not did it feel a little bit it felt a little bit like the mandalorian to me in a way with the fact with the kid as well like well what is it is the is the whole point of this operation is like find a young kid and save them and protect them. And yeah. The, the kid's going to be like a core point to the series. Most likely. Yeah. Got to sell that yeah. merch. Oh yeah. There is a Lego yeah. Bad Batch series uh, set coming out in September. Of course there is. Yeah. I did see that. And I was like, mm -hmm. yeah. Not bad. <laughs> 
Um, and what else have you been up to, Dale? You said you've watched a very good film. Yeah, so I saw The Sound of Metal, which, if you don't know, is a film starring Riz Ahmed. Uh, it was Oscar-nominated for Best Picture. Didn't win. No Madeline won. But um, I saw it was on Amazon Prime the other day. And I'd heard, oh, I was listening to another podcast where they mentioned that it was a good film, so I thought I wanted to check it out. And I just, I don't really want to talk about it too much because I just want people to watch it, but I would just wholeheartedly recommend this film. Look at it, it's called The Sound of Metal, got Riz Ahmed in it, it's on uh, Amazon Prime. It's basically about a drummer for a heavy metal band who, out of nowhere, just goes deaf, just loses his hearing, it just okay. drops. But it's one of the, like, an amazing portrayal of... Uh, somebody going deaf in a movie because it very much puts the audience in his experience a lot of the film takes place like within his hearing scope so you yeah. hear what he hears for a lot of the time and um it's it's almost a bit too tough to watch at points like i found it quite tough a few points earlier on and then fortunately enough they switch back to other people sound so you can hear the mm. film normally so it's just not the whole film isn't silent right it's always he loses like uh, 80% of his hearing so you can kind of hear like very tinny and backgroundy sort of stuff and then he keeps uh, going with it for a while and sort of trying to fight it and then that makes it worse and then it's about him coming to terms with like sudden deafness and how you deal with that and how he changes a person that does sound and pretty cool actually it, it's absolutely like fantastic and mm. I recommend everyone to check it out it's really oh, good there you go uh, I, as I mentioned just before we started recording I, I've caught up on uh, the Line of Duty by watching the first season. So only another, what, 30 episodes to go until I find out what all the rigmarole was about. Yeah. Uh, right, I think that's it for this week's news. Uh, now it is time for The Endless Search. Dun, dun, dun. Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Hold at the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Is it in the search? This week's endless search has been sent in by me. Yes, Whoa. I did it myself. Uh, because wow, so cool. Well, well, it's I actually quite enjoy doing it, although it was tougher to do than I expected. Have you done uh, an entry to how long it was my length or games that made me come, whatever it's called? I can't remember what we. I need to listen to the episodes where you guys played that because it's a really good game. But the problem is, there's only a finite amount of times we can do it because it's based on the host. And uh, we never actually decided on a title. We had sort of like, how was my length? <laughs> what was my length? Um, how long did I last? And games that made me come were <laughs> the free titles. But I need to know what what's the game behind the name oh no it's not it's just talking about how long you played a game for because you know on ps5 it shows you how long you've played right. a game <laughs> right okay. that's all it is <laughs> oh. so it's not that oh it is a return to a classic uh go on name them oh i love it Wicked. um but this week's uh is themed around resident evil oh shit and so i'm hoping you two should do very well I'm imagining Jesse will do significantly better than me because I very know the main series very well. It's all the offshoots I don't. Wow. Jesse, Jesse was literally reading Resident Evil fan fiction books yesterday. Um, it's so. not fan fiction, actually. <laughs> also, I, I've not got any questions about Resident Evil fan fiction. Good. Or expanded yeah. universe. It's all about the games. Okay. So. Good. 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 
Right, just five questions, because like I say, it turned out to be a bit harder than I thought it was going to be. Who would like to go first? Dale, you go first. Go on. All right, then. Question one. There are 28 games uh, in the Resident Evil series. (laughs) Sorry, I just went to whistle and then I couldn't do it because my mouth still (laughs) numb. I went, I (laughs) just blew. (laughs) Uh, How many can you name? And so, just so you know, remakes are in there. Oh, okay. so, okay, that counts so as two. Th- there okay. would be remake, yeah, but obviously there's not that many. There's, like, proper remakes are in there, not just, oh, it's the same game on a different platform. Yeah. This is tough because it feels a waste of time to start the bidding low. Because <laughs> I know Jesse's going to go really high on this one. Uh, okay. I want to dare say... All of them. Really? I I would... In order. In fact, (laughs) I reckon I could easily do 20. Okay. But I know Jesse's going to say all of them, and I want to see that challenge happen. So let's go on, Jesse. You want to see it happen, mate? What? Like, honestly? (laughs) Do all of them. Go on. Are you happy with that, Jesse? What number did you say? Okay, I'll say 20. This is according to the fountain of knowledge that is Wikipedia. Mm. I'm feeling nervous, but well, I, 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 I think that's a bit of a it's a bit unfair of Dale to throw it he over said to it. you. He well, said it. Well, you but should go it. 27 go. then. Go you then. should say Let's 27. Okay, 27. <laughs> and then <laughs> now get him to name them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit, yeah. What are you uh, going to do? On. Come on, Jesse, you can do all. All right. I believe, I believe in you. All right. And okay. if you don't, I get a point. So it's win win for me. Right. Okay. I've got it. I'm going to make a note of these as you go. So if I ask you to slow down. I'm ready. Go beat by beat. I'm feeling really nervous. All right. (laughs) Um, Resident Evil. That is one. Resident Evil 2. That is another. Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. Correct. Resident Evil Survivor. Uh, Yeah. Resident Evil Code Veronica. Yeah. Resident Evil Survivor 2 Code Veronica. That's the really crappy one when it's in a dream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. There it is. Yeah. Resident Evil Gaiden. Yeah. Was that like the Game Boy one? That was the Game Boy yeah, one. Yeah. Oh, this doesn't include mobile games, by the way. Oh, no. That's fine. I don't... I couldn't <laughs> even name those. Um, <laughs> Resident Evil The Remake. Uh, yep. Resident Evil Zero. Uh, yeah. Resident Evil Dead Aim. You've gone for some weird ones considering... He's doing them in order. I was looking at this yesterday. Okay. Uh, Resident Evil Outbreak. Yeah. Resident Evil Outbreak File 2. Yeah. Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Resident Evil 5. Yeah. Resident Evil The Umbrella Chronicles. Uh, yep. Resident Evil The Dark Side Chronicles. <laughs> yep. He's oh, doing well. Resident Evil The Mercenaries 3D. What? Yeah. I wouldn't have got that one. Resident Evil 5. You've said that, but that's all right. Okay. Resident Evil Revelations. Oh, bloody hell. Yep. 
Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City. Oh, that's a yep. stinker, that one. Because that one's shit. <laughs> Always remember that. Um, Resident Evil 6. Yep. Umbrella Core. Oh, that's Very just good. That down, thinking that might be one you forget. No, because yeah. I played it the other week. <laughs> um, Resident Evil Revelations 2. Uh, yep. And then the I've, rest are easy. Resident Evil 7. Uh, yep. Resident uh, Evil 2 Remake. Yep. Resident Evil 3 Remake. Yep. Resistance. Uh, Wait, was Resistance not that's, part that's of Resident a, Evil 3? Resistance, that's a standalone game. It's on this it? It's on this list, yeah. Okay. And then finally, Resident Evil Village. Is that 28? Uh, there is Reverse, but again, that's part of the game. Yeah. Jesse, congratulations. I'm oh giving my. you 27 <laughs> points. What? <laughs> What a legend. Fucking hell. Like, I'm going to get everything else wrong now, you watch. I, w- I would have got like 24 of them maybe. There's a few in there that like I would have definitely forgotten about. Yeah. Gaiden especially. <laughs> I would Ga- never Gaiden's that. the one I haven't played yet. Yeah. Wow. Fair play. Jesus Christ. All right then. Uh, it's your turn now, Jesse. Uh, the next uh, category is there are 39 playable protagonists oh. in Resident Evil games. How many can you name? Get a point for each one you get correct, unless you fuck it up. <laughs> then you get none. Uh, I can name... Can I just have a second in my head, please? How many did you say? 39? 39, yep. Okay. 39? Oh, Apparently. Um, Again, Wikipedia. Yes. Protagonists or just playable characters? Playable it... protagonists. That could be in the main game or it could be in DLC or mini games. Ooh. Oh, mate. It's game over. You can literally <laughs> say every fucking character. <laughs> I've never been in Resident Evil. I will go. I will go for 15. 15. Ooh. Okay. Dale? 18. Are you going for 18? I don't know. Because <laughs> well, it's more than... Shit, I know it. <laughs> um, Are you going to go more? Uh, 19. Oh, my God. 20. Come on, that's only halfway. 21. <laughs> don't forget, Jesse's on 27 points. If whoever <laughs> so gets yeah. this wrong, they get the points that... Je- so let's say we go for 21. If whoever mm-hmm. gets that wrong, then you get 21 points. The other person gets 21 points. Thing is, I can, I'm sure I can see them all visually. You've already taken where, it too high, man. It's, it's whether I can remember some of their names. <laughs> uh, what, was the, what was the last number you said? 21. I, 22. 23. Yeah, go on, name them. I just want to get a couple extra. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, then. Um, Jill Valentine. Yes. Chris Redfield. Yes. Barry Burton. Yes. Albert Wesker. Yes. Rebecca Chambers. Yes. Oh, I didn't scroll that one down. Leon S. Kennedy. Uh, <laughs> what does the S stand for? Scott. Correct. There we go. <laughs> um, Ada Wong. Uh, yep. Hunk. Yep. How many did I say I want to do? 
23, I think. 23, yeah. Oh, that's fucked up, And man. you've done eight. <laughs> um, oh, if you Car- can keep count, Dale, that would be Carlos useful, okay. Oliveira. Uh, yep. That is great. Steve Burnside. Yeah, I couldn't remember that fucker's name. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to scribble it down earlier. Um, Ashley Graham. Yep. Do you play as her? Yeah, you play as her in Resident Evil 4. It's playable, yeah. Um, Jack Krauser. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he is crap. He's wicked, mate. <laughs> um, He's such a cheesy character. Sheva Olomar, is that how you say your name? Uh, yep. Have you got Wikipedia open there? No. <laughs> Sheva Olomar is from Resident Evil 5. Um, I mean, you'd accept I'm, Sheva anyway. That's what they ever refer to as, really. Yeah, that's true. Uh, my favorite character from Resident Evil 6, Agent. Yep. Um, oh, Ethan Winters. Yep. From Mia 15. Winters. Yep. Uh, 16. Give me a moment. Uh, Mikhail Victor. Nice. Wait, do you play as Mikhail? In Mercenaries, you do. Oh, okay. Yep, that is correct. Yep. Nikolai. Oh, you bottling on the second name, but yes, I'll let you have it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Jake Mueller. Have you? Hang on. There's one is big it? name which I'm sure you said, but it's not on there. You said Chris Redfield, right? I said Chris Redfield. Yeah. yeah. He okay. did, yeah. Um, did you get Jake down? Can, well, can we clarify his surname? Because Jake not, M- Mueller. M- is it Mueller? It's like uh, M-U-L-L-E-R or something. Yeah, it's Mueller. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay, Mueller, my bad. Um, or uh, Muller. Yeah. Is, is there any chance I can get just the, a read off <laughs> what I've said? Uh, Rebecca <laughs> Chambers, Albert Wesker, Chris Redfield, Jill Valentine, Barry Burton, Leon S. Kennedy, Claire Redfield, Ada Wong, Hunk, Carlos Oliveira, Mikhail Victor, Nikolai Zinoviev, Steve Burnside, Ashley Graham, Jack Krauser, Sheva Alamar, Jake Muller, Agent, Ethan Winters, and Mia Winters. Pierce Nevins. Or is that Pierce. From, is that from, from Resident Six? Yeah. Yes. Um, You're on 20, by the way. You got three left. Oh, oh fuck. Okay. Helena. Helena Harper. Car- it's, I thought it was Carter, isn't it? Or is it no, please tell me it's Harper. Is, Hel- is it Helena oh, Harper? It is Helena Harper, yes. Oh, nice. Yes. I should uh, never doubt you, Jesse. Jesus, he's destroying you. <laughs> wow, he's got two to go and he's struggling like hell. Wow. No, no, I'm, I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've just um, thought of another one, actually. I've Alex Wesker. Yes. Yeah, yeah, oh wait, one, who's two, left now? Eight, just four, one more. Five, six, seven, just one more. Eight, nine, oh, easy. Ten, Eleven. Hang on a minute. I'm just checking. Uh, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. You've done 23, according to this. Oh, is he? Oh, I Well, just say your last one, what you had. Yeah, do another one. Josh Stone from RE5. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you didn't say Sherry Birkin. And I completely forgot about her because I was trying to go like I don't know if I was going in like order of games or whatever yeah. I was trying to think of like playable people I forgot yeah. that you play a show you also miss Tofu as well mate 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, I'm trying to think so of if I missed anyone list. humongous. Tofu. He is playable though. On, yeah. um, what like what's that mode called? Uh, mercenaries. No, fourth survivor. Oh, so yeah, you've got good. Billy Cohen. Oh yeah. Resident Evil Zero. <laughs> Brad Vickers. When do you play as Brad? Hmm. That must know. be in like a mercenaries mode or some something. Like He's that. not in mercenaries. No, but um, maybe on the re. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. Ingrid Hunnigan. Do you play as Hunnigan? No, you don't. Again. But that is a character. <laughs> Wikipedia. Sorry. Parker yeah, yeah. Luciani, Lewis Serra, Keith Lumley, Jessica Sherawat, Quint Ketchum. <laughs> Quint Ketchum. Raymond Vester. What a load of bullshit names. Uh, <laughs> Excella Guion, Moira oh. Burton, Natalia Corder, uh, Carla Radames, and then Joe Baker. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Anyway, 23 oh, points. You're, you're on DLC. 50 points. Yeah. Wait, 50 points. I'm not a fan of this scoring system, to be honest. Can I, if, can if I lose you, any point now? If, if, Dale, if you can actually name something, then maybe you'll be in with a chance, but you'll Problem be is, dominated. Jess is not giving me a chance, is he? So. You so all you've got to do is go one higher. The characters. <laughs> I'm dreading what's coming. Right. I would have got like 20 max on those characters. I wouldn't have been able to do that. Okay. Dale. I want to know. Oh, in fact, there are twelve Resident Evil games that scored eight, and that oh. can be eight point zero or up to eight point nine because obviously our scoring system has changed. What are those games? Okay, this this is all on you, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure you can have a pretty good guess. Um, now there are a couple of things in there that are platform specific. If you pick that game, I will say what platform did okay. it get that score on? Okay. Um, five. Okay. Jesse Gomez. I'm trying to think. I like the only scores I think I know. Well, I mean, is Village and Seven. I can't remember what we scored three or two, and I know the review system changed. I'm just gonna say, go on, name them because I'm okay. on a blank. All right. Yes, I didn't expect that to work. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, Has Resident to score Evil an eight. Yeah. Not a nine Resident or a seven. Eight. Yeah. Right. Uh, Resident Evil Two remake. No. What? <laughs> no. What did it get? It 100% got over an eight. Um, yeah, it got over an eight, but I think it got a nine. Oh. I've got eight or above here. No, down. between eight and 8.9. It has to score an eight. Oh, oh, eight. right. Okay, let's start again. Right. Because <laughs> that oh, was confusion there. I thought it was eight or above. No. Oh, between eight or 8.9. Okay, that yes. makes it way more complicated. Because Village okay. got eight. There's one yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not going to say that one. Um, well, why would okay. you? I know Resident Evil 3 remake got nine. So, um so I'm going to say the Resident Evil 1 remake on GameCube. Uh, oh my God. That must have got a great score. The remake, yes. Okay. I uh, believe. Well, the Resident Evil remake did. I haven't got specifically yeah. GameCube, so I'm going to give yeah. you that. Yeah, okay. Um, it's tough because I'm not basing it on my own opinions. Um, just four more that's all I, th- I say Resident Evil 3 Nemesis the original on Playstation 1 
So are you saying the PlayStation version or would you like to change that to a different format? Because Resident <laughs> Evil 3 had multiple scores. Um, the Dreamcaster one? Yes, absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, the Dreamcast version of Resi 3 got what score? Uh, eight point something. I'd, sorry, I didn't have time to write all the numbers down. Okay. Go and Google it. That's mad. Where's my notes of all the games? <laughs> I made notes of them. Oh, so Resident Evil 3 scored in the nines, but the Dreamcast version didn't score so well. For whatever reason. I want to know why. <laughs> oh, well. Where did I write these games? Oh, well, I'm just going to have to go off memory. Uh, right. Three okay. more. Three more. Right. Code Veronica. But which version? Oh, yeah. So there was. You got to think that the PlayStation version scored higher because it was more complete. So I'm going to say the Dreamcast one again. So let me tell you that no versions of Code Veronica scored eight. Ah, balls. <laughs> so why don't you just say Resident Evil Village, you tool? Because <laughs> so you, you already told me that one. I was cheating. I wanted no, to. No, I, I, no, I know that you would have got that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to. But what anyway, we, I lost. Right. What did we give Resident Evil 4? Was that like a 10? Well, Resident Evil 4 on PS3 got in the 8s. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, Resident Evil 2 on Dreamcast again was in the 8s. The Dreamcast was obviously not a very good Resident Evil port machine. <laughs> the original Resident Evil we gave 8 point... I think it was 8.3 or 8.7 when right. it first came out. Village, obviously an 8. Mm. Resident Evil Archives, uh, Resident Evil, that same... Uh, and then we got Resident Evil Zero, Resident Evil The Missions, Resident oh, Evil good. Dark Side Chronicles, and then Revelations and Revelations Episode yeah, 2. So Revelations are on my list of ones to say. And I'll, I thought about Zero, but I thought, I hate that game. I think it's crap. So yeah, like, I'm not the biggest fan of it. That's like a six out of ten, that game for me. But, yeah. Unfortunately, the points go to Jesse. What yeah. a whitewash. Yeah, it's a batter in it. Right. Two more questions. Jesse Gomez. Oh, there are oh. 11 enemies in the original, the very first Resident Evil. Oh. Name them. I wish I could write that down notes because I like. I, mm. 11 enemies. In the original, yeah? In the very first. In the original. Like, okay. I don't know if it's different in the remakes. Yeah, is that. Crimson heads in the second one, didn't they? Does that include bosses? Oh, no, so that... Oh, right, okay, so that's giving it away. It is in the the GameCube remake. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the GameCube remake. Yes. And that includes bosses? I I think so. Yeah, probably. (laughs) I think, like, looking at this, there's definitely some bosses that I remember, but I don't remember the end of that game. Okay, I'm going to go with eight. Eight, okay. How many are there? <laughs> Eleven. Yeah. Okay. I feel I, I, like I could name quite a lot of these. I'm going to say nine. Okay. Go on, name them. Oh, come on, Dale. Come on, Dale. Get some points. So I've got seven written down, so I'm just going to hopefully work out as I go. Uh, right. So a zombie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, hunter. Yes. Okay. Uh, Crows or birds in general. I don't know what the terminology would be. Just be the crows, isn't it? Yeah. That's not on here. Oh, they are. Yeah, they're 100% in that game. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll give it to you then. Okay. Uh, the tyrant. So that's not on here as well. <laughs> what list do you have? <laughs> I don't know. 
Well, they might call it something else. Uh, what? No. What do they, like the technical name. <laughs> Whatever the tyrant's technical name it's, is. It's a bunch of like letters and numbers and shit, yeah. but it is no. the tyrant. No, okay. All right, go for that. Okay. Uh, crimson Heads. Yes. Okay. A shark. <laughs> I yes. don't know if it has a name. It's what, just what's a shark. the name of the shark? Neptune's yeah. according to this. There yeah, we go. Okay. Uh, Lisa Trevor. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. What? Lisa Trevor. What's Lisa Trevor? It's a She's boss an enemy. face in the remake. Uh, right, that's not on here. What is this list? <laughs> I don't I'm going to facilitate this for you, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this one, I know he has a different name, but I can't think of it, but it's the giant snake. Yawn. Does have a different name, yes. Yawn, that's it, yes, yeah. Um, how many have I got? Uh, how many are you supposed to name? One, two, three. You four, said nine, right? Six. Yeah. Seven, got eight. eight. I've done eight. Fuck's sake. Oh, You've missed God. some pretty obvious ones out. Oh, yeah. I'm drawing a blank. Oh, the dogs. Dogs. Zombie dogs. Yes. Yeah. Cerberus. Cerberus. <laughs> the other ones that were on my definitive list. Uh, well done, list. by the way. Wasps. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the giant spider. Oh, there's a plant 42 or plant yeah, 42. Plant 42. That's 42. Now there's a chimera. So what's that? I don't know. What's the chimera? <laughs> and then little snakes. Little snakes. <laughs> little snakes. That Are you googling chimera? Because I want to know. Chimera isn't evil. Yeah. It's um. Oh, it's like that weird bug thing that stands on two feet. Oh yeah, that's like in the yeah. basement shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a giant fly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You get eight points, Dale. Nice. <laughs> nice. Doesn't right. help. <laughs> uh, last one, Dale, you need to uh, name your number first, is the named characters in Resident Evil 4. Named characters in Resident named Evil 4? Named characters. So not just like this fucking funny thing over there. They've got actual names. Okay. And how many were there? 15. Fuck it, Al. Um, five. It's 15. Apparently. Look, if, if you don't like the answers, then have a go at Wikipedia. <laughs> but, you know, as far as I'm concerned, everything here is 100% correct. God, what the hell's his name? <laughs> Wait, how many did you say? Dale I said five. Said yeah. five. Oh, no, but in terms of characters. Oh, 15. 15. Yes. Come on, Jesse. Just go all out. You've won it. Name all of them. <laughs> are you are you going for 15? I mean, no. What do you say? Five. 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 Sorry, You're sorry. really there, struggling there's, here. Listen, there's a lot of numbers going on here. Um, I will go with six. <sighs> Dale, if you can yeah. do 10, you win the whole thing. What? Uh, Fucking bullshit, mate. Don't worry. I work hard. Jesse, do not worry. There's no way I can do 10. <laughs> oh, I just thought... I've got five scribbled down and there's another one in my head, but I can't... Oh, I need um, to scribble shit down, man. I can't remember his name. Um, Are you going to go seven? Yeah, let's like go have seven. to. Yeah. Right. Gomez? Eight. <laughs> He's just playing me, isn't he? Uh... Nine. Ten. Yeah, go on, name them. Right. <laughs> okay. Go on then. Uh, 
Leon Scott Kennedy. Yes. <laughs> Middle name and all. In- Ingrid Hunnigan. Yes. Ashley Graham. Yes. Um, Mike. Yes. Wait, is that one of the guys from the start in the car? No, he, no, no. They, I'm not sure they have names, but Mike's the helicopter pilot who dies. Oh, okay. Um, who have I named? Ashley Graham, Ingrid Hannigan, Leon Kennedy, and Mike. Uh, the Merchant. Ah, oh, yes. Osmond Sadler. Yes. That's who I couldn't think of his name. Um, Luis, or is it Louis? Luis Sarah. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, Albert Wesker. You now have eight. Two more. Ada Wong. Yep. Jack Krauser. Nice. Didn't even Very say Salazar. Good. You didn't say Salazar. Salazar's the tiny one, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. boss man did I say? Sadler. He said, he said Sadler, yeah. Okay. Well, all I can say is fantastic work, Jesse Gomez. You got yeah. 65 points, Dale. <laughs> you got eight. Resident Evil 8, that's why I did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. Very on brand. Perfect. You are our Resident Evil, Jesse Gomez. So well done. Thank you. I just want to confirm are we allowed to take written notes now during this game? Is that a thing we can do? Of course. Well, yeah. I, I don't mind. You're just scribbling. Well, you're scribbling down your ideas because they're in your brain anyway. You're just scribbling them down. I didn't know we could do that because I don't want to be like typing away when I'm like, because I don't have any pen or paper near me. I don't want to be like, I'm cheating. Nah, it's not really good. cheating. It's just getting your thoughts in check. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to feedback. Uh, I have the first piece of feedback from Tyler Wood, who says, what's up, porridge podders? I don't know who <laughs> says that, but hey. Nah. Yeah. Uh, a few weeks ago, a bunch of greedy old men almost ruined football as we know it. I'm a huge football fan and won't mention the team I follow as not to cause animosity yeah, animosity <laughs> between myself and the IGN UK team. When the news dropped, it hit me surprisingly hard. Football has always meant a lot to me. It's the main connection I have with my dad and it's got me through some pretty tough times as a nice safe outlet and distraction when things aren't going great. To deal with what I was feeling about the news, I booted up Football Manager Save, created a new club at the bottom of the English pyramid to ultimately dethrone the bastards at the top. It's been surprisingly therapeutic. I wanted to write in and ask you guys if you've ever used games to deal with something that's affecting you in real life. Keep up the great work. Something about the sea. Respect. That's what's about the sea. Thank you, Tyler, for the great feedback. Yeah. Ah. Um, I, I, I have actually done that exact same thing. Well, not exact same thing, but I've used Football Manager to when seasons haven't gone particularly well for Coventry City. I'd be like, right, I'm going to play through it and sort of try and make it better. And like, or, or I use it to sign players that we missed out on and we didn't get to sign sometimes. Like to sort of li- relive real life inside Football Manager. So I can relate to that. I think mm. it's the classic thing, isn't it? Like, before like any World Cup or Euros tournament, you always get in there, let's see how England are going to do yeah, exactly. or whatever. And mm. uh, me being shit at both pairs and FIFA, <laughs> uh, they do just as well as they do in real life. So, yeah. But I think like, I don't think outside of football is you know, obviously games you play as an escapism, but not to kind yeah. of sort of change the events of something that's happening in real life about, not that like, i can think of the sims <laughs> not that i've played it. the sims no, i ever. i talked about this i can't remember in what podcast like when we had our awards and stuff i was i talked about um flight simulator kind of oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. helping me deal a little bit with the pandemic and going to places that i haven't been able to go in a long while so i still occasionally dip back into that like just to that sounds 
silly like relive some memories of like the favorite places i've been to mm. and currently can't go to and stuff uh that that would be my answer yeah that, that actually makes me think of um gta 5 as well when um once you've been down to like some of those areas that they're based on you know like santa monica pier and things like yeah. that where it's like it's almost identical and i've several times gone back and played that game just to go to those bits where if i've gone there for work or on holiday and i'm like oh i want to see what the, how they recreate it in the game compared to what yeah. it was in real yeah, life yeah. no that's true so i have done that in gta that like i've stayed in one of the hotels on the front and i remember sort of driving past and going, oh it's just there and you know yeah getting a sense yeah. of where everything is also watchdogs legion as well kind of oh, it's, it's not Central is pretty accurately sort of recreated, like really central. But yeah, when you sort of like where our office is in that game is like very different compared to. But Oldgate is there though, isn't it? The station. Yeah, but like, like I went there. There's first, literally so. the station, and then everything around it is pretty. Much, there's the church <laughs> next to it, but there's pretty much everything else is different. Yeah, it. like it was cool seeing that a little bit as well. But Tyler mentioned the whole football thing, and as someone who doesn't like care or pay attention to football at all, like seeing that whole commotion of what was it like the different leagues and shit like Super whatever league, was yeah. happening yeah. like i don't follow football but that genuinely seems like heartbreaking to anyone mm. who cares about football like just yeah. reading it offhand it seems like something completely crazy and like, i haven't been following it since but I, has, has it been resolved as like well, has the all backlash the, fixed all the it? english teams dropped out of it after the backlash and then it was like a like a house of cards it kind of all came crumbling down there's still a couple of teams who still think it's going ahead and <laughs> still bad yeah. but there was 12 teams that were going to break away in well, more than 12 teams actually mm. but they're going to break away into a european super league but the problem was it was all about money and it was the almost the death of competition because those teams would be in it every year whether they earned it or not mm. yeah that, like, that was kind of the problem and that's what seems mad like because football obviously is like so important to so many different people and then like to have a team that you've supported or like you know you've supported because your mum supports or your dad supports and it's like you know you follow these teams for you know generations and then they do something like that it's like i can't imagine anything that i care that much about something like that happening and it it just seems crazy yeah it just seems yeah it goes against everything that football is about but yeah yeah hey but money it's not happening for now people good Right, uh, this is from Marie Humphrey. It says, hey guys, I've got a constant backlog of podcasts and audiobooks that I want to catch up on, but need to be doing something else while I'm listening to them. I listen to them while running slash going for walks, but I'd love to have a few good games that aren't too intensive and can be played on mute so that I can listen to podcasts at the same time. Any recommendations would be greatly appreciated. What we got, lads? What we thinking? Um, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, no, that's a lie. A lot of audiobooks, my bad. <laughs> Yeah. said the word, wrong words there but like i feel like maybe you know racing games stuff like animal crossing where maybe audio isn't particularly important i feel yeah. like i feel like audio is important in most games it's a bit for me I, I, I do it when i'm when i'm trophy hunting or replaying games and stuff mm. or like platforming games like when i was playing um what was i playing recently it's probably Sapboy's Big Adventure, actually. When I was replaying some of those levels, I was just listening to a podcast at the same time because it's quite easy to do. Um, not to harp on about it, but Football Manager is absolutely something you can do on right. podcasts and stuff as well. But um, and football games, sports games say, in fo general. Yeah, where, where you know where the sound design isn't inherent and just the cheers yeah. of the crowd or whatever. It's like, who cares? Yeah. Like, again, uh, going back to Resident Evil, the, 
the sound on that is so important like listening yeah. to you because you can hear enemies the other side of doors and stuff like that and you mm. know when like lady d's there and all that kind of stuff mm. i um i tried playing siege a few times while having a podcast on because i felt like i played <laughs> Mate, exactly that's impossible right? what you did. but i felt like i played it so much that i was like well oh, i know i know exactly the flow of this game but then you when you take sound away, you realise how massive yeah. it is to yeah. what's playing. It. Ideas but, above your station. You think that you're better than you really are, basically. <laughs> I just I just want to listen to a podcast and play a game at the same time. But That's I tend to crazy. do what Marie does and I, I listen to most of mine. The, without commuting, I uh, listen to most of mine when going for a run and stuff or cooking. Yeah, well, yeah. I tend to put on podcasts when I'm cooking quite mm, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we weren't much out there. Go for bigger walks. <laughs> Just realised I didn't put your name next to this last email, Jesse. I wouldn't have been able to read it otherwise. <laughs> you freed me. <laughs> this is from Jeff Smith. He says, What's up, Redcoats? Last week, me and my girlfriend and five-year-old were listening to the podcast on the way to Ikea. Don't worry, he was, don't worry, he was playing Switch. Anyway, as we were driving, I was thinking, I was thinking, I wonder if they have Ikeas where they live. I assume you do because it's a Swedish company. I know that because I had some Swedish meatballs there and everything's written in Swedish. Which brings me to my next question. What is the best department store slash shopping center food you've had? Here in America, Costco has a food court that serves pretty good hot dogs. Ikea has their Swedish meatballs. Sometimes our targets have a pizza hut, pizza hut or Starbucks in it. Also, literally everything has a Subway sandwich shop built into it in the USA. Um, I think my answer is probably Ikea, to be fair. And I didn't believe it because my girlfriend was telling me like, like the food in Ikea is surprisingly good. I was like, that's bullshit. It has to be <laughs> shit. And then we went there when we did some shopping and I had some of their meatballs and stuff with mash and like mm. the little raspberry kind of jam thing they have and stuff. And I was like, fuck, this is yeah. banging. <laughs> to, answer, to answer the first question, yes, we do have Ikeas. Um, yes. Not as but, many as we used to have. Um, they've shut a few down. Uh, you're going on about Coventry, aren't you? Because Cobb's uh, was, gone. <laughs> Cobb's Ikea was absolutely ginormous. Though. The it was Ikea, like one of the biggest ones. Ikea Super Center in But it was, the, it was about the only one that was in a city center, isn't it? It was yeah, a weird one. So there's one like where, three or four in London, don't there's we? There's one near is where it? I live now, which is just on the outskirts of Reading. Um, Milton yeah, Keynes. closer to Wembley. That's my one. Milton Keynes, massive. Uh, <laughs> but uh, like Jesse, mash. Don't be so ridiculous. You've got to have right. chips with loads of Mate, the, the gravy drizzled fucking, over it. No, nah, chips are pissed here. We've you already, get, we've already established as, that Jesse doesn't like chips as well. No, I like chips, yeah, but <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves here. You get as many meatballs as you can. You get all the sauce and shit, and then you mix the sauce with the mash and like the meatballs and stuff. It'll taste banging. Jesse, so, remember when you said fish and chips as a snack? <laughs> I just said I wouldn't consider it saying as I would eat as a meal. You don't think it's a meal, fish and chips? Mate, I still stand by that. I I'm, wouldn't have it as a meal. I'm That's pretty what sure I'm you said it was a snack because we followed <laughs> no, up. No, no. And also, you've said it once and we're never, ever going to let you go. No. <laughs> That's fine. I'm happy to, you know, refute people's claims and, you know, chat back. But So if you, you weren't can, if you weren't that hungry and you're at Ikea, you'd maybe go for a little snack of fish and chips. But uh, if you wanted a proper thing, you'd go all the way out for... No, no, I'm saying I'm clarifying here. It's not a meal. I would want to eat. Can it's we just uh, combo. rewind back to where you said people's claims that fish and chips is a meal? It's a bit more than a claim, mate. No, no, it's I'm, a referring, I'm referring. Staple... <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying is, yeah, it's not something I would want to eat in a meal. I prefer something else. But okay, know? but in a meal, but like just not something I would eat. Full stop. It's the in a meal is such a weird thing to say. <laughs> I, I, I need to. I need to be clear as crystal here. Well, and you know what? Me. You can listen back to the podcast whenever I joined, however many years ago. You know, it's been a long time. Who knows what I said? Yeah, 
Something mad, definitely. Uh, no lingonberry sauce for me. No thanks. Just uh, really? gravy, but then salt and vinegar on the chips. Oh. That gravy oh. is very nice. Mm. I can't That's think of any food courts though. Like I mean, every like, if you go shopping to Westfields center. or something like. Yeah, every shopping center has stuff, food right? courts. Yeah. Um, Subway. Yeah. We have a lot of Subway as well. Yeah. KFC, McDonald's, Burger King, and whatnot. Costco do have the Costco over here is like sell some amazing stuff. I've never been to a Costco. Is that just like a normal supermarket? You need, um, you need to be a trader of some kind, don't you, to go in there? Yeah, really? Because you need my a wife is uh, self-employed, so she's mm. a member. But like, it's it's like a oh. supermarket, but bigger. But everything oh, do they sell stuff buy... like in bulk? Well, yeah, yeah, wholesale kind of, stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, you can't just go and buy one chocolate bar. You buy a massive ton of chocolate So I can buy bar. a shit ton of Capri Sun. You could buy a fuck ton of capsules. That sounds yes. sick. It's I'm good in. for good for things like toilet roll and stuff like that. Going to those but, sort of places. But you end up with like sixty four like... rolls of toilet rolls. Like, where What's the, the fuck problem there? Sixty four rolls of toilet rolls. Hey, this time last year, <laughs> this time last year, you'd be praying for that. You'd be, oh, be on eBay <laughs> this time last year. <laughs> I'm so glad that's not a thing anymore, man. Uh, there you go. IKEA it is. Um, hmm. Um, do you know what? I might even be going to Ikea tomorrow. What a way to spend a rainy oh, Saturday. I might actually be doing the same, shockingly. Oh, different don't go to the one in Wembley, mate. I don't <laughs> want to see you. Uh, Wembley, see, I'm kind of in between Wembley and Milton Keynes, but Milton Keynes mm. has got a nicer vibe. Yes, you haven't been to the Wembley one, you right? go to the one <laughs> That's elite. <laughs> anyway. Can we just talk about how Jeff said at the end of the email, RTS? Which now stands for Respect the Sea instead of Real Time Strategy. I That's like what I was thinking. Oh. I was like, why is he talking about Real Time Strategy? <laughs> yeah, Respect the Sea, mate. There you go. I didn't realize. Yeah. Uh, that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, as always. Uh, how do people get in touch? What's the email address, Jesse? Oh, fuck if I know, man. Don't, <laughs> don't throw that to me. Uh, you've been here for like two years you know now. I'm, I'm going to be the person to say it. Simplify the email. Do it. <laughs> you don't think anyone else has said that? No. <laughs> it's uh, just as much part of this um, podcast as, as we all are now. So it stays. Yeah. yeah. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Thank you, oh, That's too much. That's too much. Do you know what? If I think about it, if I think about it, I forget what it is. I just have to say it like muscle memory. Yes. Just say it as fast as I can. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Yeah. There you go. Is that it? Next time mm-hmm. I'm on and you're on, I will be asking you. Right. Uh, send in your, um, your suggestions about fish and chips, whether it is a meal or a snack or a different type of, I don't know what else would it be. It's a meal. We don't need I know to write in. <laughs> Listen, the there's, gonna be, there's gonna be one other person like me, yeah, who disagrees. Well, we'll see. So let's hear from you. We want as many people writing in as possible so we get a true poll of uh, what our audience thinks. I'm going to get fucking slagged off in emails <laughs> <laughs> for ages. Uh, and of course, let us know what you think about Resident Evil, especially the bit that I'm about to experience hopefully this weekend. Yeah. Cool. Until then, thank you very much and I will see you later. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh. Hang on. We, oh. we need to pick music. Oh. That's a thing we do. Um. Maybe just a Resident Evil set, uh, 8 spooky music. Uh, are there any like banging Ikea tunes? <laughs> what? <I think> so. <laughs> any like good Ikea adverts have like a nice little jingle? I don't know. Um, I'm trying to be creative here, man. I just play the Resident Evil 8 music, some of their spooky sounds. Typical. Ooh.